I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Back in the studio today, we got Jim, Brother Dave, and Super Dave. Morning, everybody. Good morning. What's happening? Jim, you brought up the pledge earlier. You want to kick it off? Sure. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. No matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It is just our expressed opinions. Episode 91 had 528 downloads. That was Ann Peterson's episode. Nice job, Ann. Yeah, that was a good one. Yep. We have 43.1 43. thousand total downloads, and we're still at 208 followers. Man, we need two more followers. If you listen to this podcast today... <laughs> And you don't follow it, just two of you. Just hit the follow button, please, and thank you. <laughs> Bottom, bum. Boom. Just so you guys know, Canada, India, and Nigeria all tied with three listens last month. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yep. I wonder if Kurt will get one while he's in Europe over there. Huh. Man, we're getting those photographs we, there. We get France, there. Switzerland, and Italy there. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, those photographs are unbelievable. All the places that he's hitting mm-hmm. day after day after day. Mm-hmm. What a what a trip he's on. Got a couple updates for you guys. Uh, number one, both Manny and Rico reached out to um, Joanne this week. Manny's having a surgery tomorrow at 2 p.m. to fix his slip disc. And they're hoping that that makes him feel better about 85%. So nice. keep, keep Manny in your prayers. And Rico, he's now had a second infusion. Says he's feeling a little better. It's not as bad as he thought it was going to be. Uh, he also mentioned, and this is kind of something for you guys to think about, short-term disability is taking forever to kick in. And he feels bad for people who are unprepared with no safety net. So, yeah, having short-term disability is a great idea. But keep in mind, you don't get it the next day. Right. You know, there's, right. there's hoops. and It's been over a month, hasn't it? It's gotta yeah. be. Yeah, at least. At that, least. That's be. kind of unusual because I, I mean, I thought in the past we the handful of people that have had it, it was relatively quick, like within two weeks. 
Oh, I can't remember who it was before Rico, but it took a while. Or did they it? Get it? Maybe it was yeah. Dustin. I can't remember. Yeah. Somebody either didn't get it or it took too long. Yeah. So, but yeah. still yeah, a blessing in disguise to have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but you got to have a little bit of a, a nest egg. Yeah. You know? Or just be prepared. You know, you may have to come out of pocket a little bit, or yeah. run your credit card up yeah. or something until until you get the money back. But that that sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we talk about nest eggs and stuff like that. Just mentioning it, you know, everybody. It's so common now to live paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and I, you know, especially this last year with inflation and as expensive oh, as everything's gotten, it's ridiculous. But way back in the day, like in the seventies and eighties, the rule of thumb is when you bought a home. You needed to have 12 months mm. worth of house payments in the bank and your utilities. Mm-hmm. If you had that, you could pretty much survive anything. And I couldn't imagine having that. You I know don't what I mean? That. Having 12 months worth of yeah. your house bill, your you know your house payment and utilities. Yeah. And that's that's a lot. I don't yeah. have that. It, it, yeah. it is a lot. People yeah. saved back then, though. Uh, yeah. I used to talk to my dad about that sort of thing they didn't have credit cards right you know he he said we paid cash for everything right Mm -hmm. you know when he bought a car they'd pay cash when they'd buy furniture they'd pay cash sure interestingly enough that's what dave ramsey will tell you to do not only that but we have linda's um financial advisor advisor coming on next week so yeah and i was going to mention that at the end of the podcast but yeah i mean she'll probably be uh filled with information and strategies and you know, super excited. I don't know how much information she'll give on the podcast, but I'm excited to have her on. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, it's all about planning, and I know just to bring it up, but it's like for mom and dad and and getting through mom's funeral and stuff. You know, they were not a long time ago, but in the '90s, they planned their funerals out. That's and, a long time ago. Dude. <laughs> well. <laughs> not not at their age you know right. what i mean yeah, they're yeah, in their yeah. 50s so it's yeah. not too late but yeah. just to set some of that stuff up it's like right. you know you know having you know short-term disability or long-term disability having you know a will set up you know thinking yeah. about your kids and your wife and mm-hmm. you know maybe some life insurance life insurance if you're young usually isn't that expensive it seems crazy to pay into it for 20 years or until you pass away, but yeah. then also, mm-hmm. you know, some planning on your funeral, save, save your, your relatives or your, your close ones, you know, possibly some financial debt, you know, trying to pay for things. And I know going through the stuff with mom, there was, there was the prices of when they did it. And then there was the prices today mm-hmm. and man, Dave, were they double basically like yeah. if it was um, i'm making this part up but i mean the cost was about the same but like just to intern her or put her in the ground it was like two thousand bucks now it's four thousand just huh. to do that and all that was taken care of and i found it interesting too because i didn't know how it works but all that's covered by an insurance company and so they go ahead and charge you the the prices they paid then and then the insurance company picks up when you died, the difference. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's all. But yeah. they've invested your money. Yeah, they've taken right, your money right. for the last 30 years. That was 90 something that they did yeah, that Yeah, I thought 97. I don't know. Yeah, Those, so I mean, 25 so, years yeah. ago. So they've been earning interest on their investments. Yeah. On that money for 25 years, yeah. a quarter of a decade. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think? That, that or a century, I, I mean. I got to say, uh, Jackie and I made our first wills at advice from Jim Sr. <laughs> Really, we were talking about wills for some reason. Maybe it was uh, Mick had redone theirs or something. I'm not sure. And he 
he just said to me, he goes, you need to make a will. You, yeah. you know, you can't just leave that out there for anybody. They're going to take advantage of you and everything. And and it was right after that that we made all of our our burial plans and everything. Yeah. And, and you're right about the insurance company, Jim, because that's all on, on our documents. And I thought, what the heck is this insurance, <laughs> insurance company? company, right? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I was dealing with a mortuary. What's this insurance BS, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. So thanks, it, Jim Sr. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny too, Dave, because there's a big difference between your wills and your funeral plans or your funeral arrangements, yeah. right? Yeah. Two total, total different total things. Different. Like yeah. Jenna and I have our wills set up, you know, to take care of Sam, but we don't have any funeral arrangements. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just talking about it, you know, since mom passed. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah we hey, paid on it for yeah. five years, just like mm-hmm. a car. Yeah. But you yeah. also have to think of whether you want to be, you know, cremated or, right. you know, buried or a yeah. coffin and your yeah. religious beliefs. And yep. yeah, there's just a lot to go into it. But again, looking at that future is, yeah. Is tough, especially when you have so much going on. Mm-hmm. Usually, right now, in the now. present, right yeah. now, there's there's always like something more. You feel more important things mm-hmm. in the present than setting something yeah. like that up. When in actuality, you know, Dave, you're taking such a burden off of your kids. Oh, buddy, you know, I mean, that yep. for we for even with mom and dad thing. setting all of that up, we still went there for. Not that we were going to be there 20 minutes. Oh, oh my God. When three we started, hours? <laughs> yeah, going through everything. It's like, what? We we need this. We need that. We need, you know, these other things. And, you know, luckily, just like you said, they, they paid for it back then. So, yeah. We spent a whole day with this lady and took a drive around the cemetery in a golf cart. Yeah. <clears throat> decided on which spot we wanted. And yeah, it was it was. We spent the whole day. It was intense. I mean, many hours. Yeah, it, it was not. Wow. It was not quick. You know, we took a whole, whole yeah, tour not fast, of the, the grounds. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, we, like Dave said, or, you know, guys talking, Jim. I'd be you know, dying to get out of there. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I tell you what, people, about, are, people are dying, dying to get, get in. in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we were literally there like three hours and everything was picked out. But we had to, like, repick it. Wow. Like, you know, you know, what urn and what music and what favorite color and what photographs photographs and you know how many flowers do you want and you know say music yeah just yeah music and everything yeah Yeah. crazy you know and and today they you know they added that option and we could have done other stuff but and i know other because holly would like to be um she possibly be turned into to compost and and fertilize trees or flowers is kind of her thing but they offered and i think we mentioned it but you could be buried at sea you can be shot into space. You can be turned into a diamond. Wow. Um, you know, or or cremated yeah. or, or buried. You know, there's all these options that, you know, a lot to think about. When I was in the uh, Coast Guard, we did a few burial at seas. You know, the really? Fam- yeah, the family's not there. They just give you the ashes, and then, you know, we'd have a little ceremony out there, and they would just dump the ashes. Oh, the, wow. So did you, did you, yeah, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Like, no, I was just going to ask. So obviously that was pre planned. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, if yeah, it's not if like somebody been, died on the yeah, ship if they've been they've cremated, been. this was yeah. like a yeah. whole setup scenario. Were yeah. they service members, Jim? Uh, I I really don't know, Dave. To be honest, it was a long time ago, over twenty five years ago. You did know you, what I mean? Did you do full bodies though? Did you ever do full bodies? No, that's illegal. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Because yeah. I've I've heard of that that you can have that done too, Jim. Because mm. if you don't want to be cremated but still want to be buried at sea, but maybe that's a service member that can have that done but i don't know that would be interesting i guess i mean i'd imagine you'd have to be like pretty far out to sea to do that number one i mean we were but i just uh 
Yeah, the I floater, think, right? I think that's <laughs> not, good. Not, not good. Yeah, so yeah. like so when you have that can't wash back up on shore. That didn't happen back in the day, that Jim. Be cool. I mean, you see not, that in the movies from like, you know, back in World War One and World War Two, the men that then. were killed in action not, were not in nineteen. They had a service and were dumped over the side, right? Not in nineteen ninety one. Maybe in World War One. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little plusher guess, environment. Guess in we'll have to do some history on that. Yeah, I might Google it. I just always think of that in the you know supposedly. You know, when they killed Osama bin Laden and they brought him back, they buried him at sea. But that was because they didn't want a place for people to mourn him and create an area of, like, sacred ground hmm. and and have it in front of, yeah, I'll say his people martyr. or his followers. Yeah, exactly, Dave. So, And then they there was a specific sea they buried him in, if I'm not mistaken. The I Dead mean, Sea? I was just going to say that, Dave. You beat me to it. The dad jokes on the dead guy. Oh, man. So I just Googled, Google, can you have a full body burial at sea? Uh, the first thing that came up was the EPA has issued a general permit EPA. under the Marine Protection Research and Sanctuaries Act to authorize a burial of remains at sea. Um, full body burials at sea? I mean... Yeah, they say they're cheaper than a regular funeral. They're becoming more <laughs> Oops, popular. I'm in. <laughs> well, yes, anybody could be buried at sea. Anybody uh, can. Okay, okay. Huh. that's what. Because you thought, I thought that was part of that was like they started doing it again. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Because there's there's those. I don't know how many people have done it. It's been quite a few, you know, that survived the attack in Pearl Harbor on the USS Arizona. And some of them that were on it and survived. They want to be buried there. They've yeah. been taken back and buried there. Yep, yep, they buried so, Yeah. Yeah, because the one that... I buried think, in the harbor, you mean? Like at they, the wreck? Somehow they, they put, put them back them on the, the Arizona. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. the EPA uh, sets down requirements such as how far from shore, what types of permits are required. Uh, there's local laws and ordinances. Yeah. EPA. I wonder what oh. local laws and ordinances. If the EPA prohibits sea. burying animals yeah, at sea. It's in international waters, yeah. if you're far enough out, right? Two hundred miles. Yeah, I guess. Spe- specialized casket or burial cloth is used, and all materials involved must be biodegradable. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm mm. glad. I'm glad the EPA is helping us out. It's got to take place at least three nautical miles from land in waters at least 600 feet deep. Biodegradable. EPA needs to know 30 days. Only human remains may be buried or scattered. Can't be mixed with medical waste. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a mm. thing. Yeah, you're right. Is a nautical mile the same as a regular mile? It's I don't know. One, I'm not. I think it's 1.2 no. miles. Yeah, it's really. Three. Why is yeah. that? And I'm not, I mean, I'm not how deep things are, Jam. You've got that background. But you can go three miles out or three nautical miles and get to 600 feet pretty easily. I don't know. About Probably that. only in certain places. I mean, you it know. sounds that sounds deep to me, but, but well, this is I, a what, deep subject. What do I know? Yeah, for shallow minds, <laughs> it must be beyond the continental shelf, is what I'm thinking. You know, oh. yeah. There's only one place in the world you get to 600 feet at three miles, so that's where all the bodies are at. <laughs> that's the train, <laughs> train station. station. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the same thing. So a, a nautical mile, slightly longer than a mile of land, equaling 1.1508 land measured miles. Mm. There you go. Mm. I was close. I said 1.2. Yeah. So. Interesting. All right. Uh, one other update that I have. Oh, yeah. So, uh, 
Trades for the community is now at three thousand nine hundred fifty bucks. Nice. So, Paco had a goal of four thousand, and he is fifty dollars short. So very cool. If you have not donated, there's still time. If there's five people donate ten bucks, or ten people donate five dollars, Paco will reach his goal. No amount is too small. No amount is too big. If you want to donate, text NHMCD to seven seven nine seven seven. I think. Wow, Jim, you just rattled that right off, and it's not on paper. That's impressive. Maybe. Let's see if I did it right. <laughs> and, it, and it was really... 77977, yeah, that's it. It was really easy, Jim. You just you have to just know, like you said, to do the drop-down box and pick what you want to donate. Pick trades. Yeah, yeah. pick trades. That's the only little yeah. little difficulty thing. Yeah, and then you'll see uh, Hope for My City. That's mm-hmm. Hope for My City and Trades for My Community are essentially together, but... Trades was split out just to see how Paco did on his on his what are they called nice. fundraiser. There you go. Cool. Uh, well, guys, it's time for the dad joke challenge. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll jump in. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> you've been telling jokes all morning. I'm telling you, he's on it. <laughs> I am sitting on the edge of my seat, getting ready to hit the mute button. <laughs> yeah, because the rest of the jokes he's told not yeah. are not air acceptable, not podcast worthy. Not oh, they're podcast worthy, just not to this audience. Yeah. Brother Dave asked Jim, "What were you? What website were you on right? today?" Right? I'm like, uh, there's one after another. I think I blushed during two of them. If your website starts with an X, you need to change websites. Unless you're Elon Musk, right? Yeah, yeah. His whole building's an X, huh? Um, Shoot, so I stayed with little morning jokes here. I have a couple of them. Um, have you heard about the guy that found a bunch of celery uh, on his front step in the morning? Different from the cucumber joke? Yeah, different from the cucumber <laughs> joke. This, this is celery on his front porch. He was finding it every morning. No, I don't you know. You know what? He thought he was being stalked. Oh, that's a dad joke. Man, before you do your second one, I just have a perfect segue like to blend right in there, and then you can follow up with it. When does a farmer dance? Oh, when he has a good crop. Hey, wow. <laughs> when the beats drop. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, do you know what iPhone users uh, eat for breakfast? Androids. <laughs> Cereal. Cereal. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Hi, Siri. <laughs> do you know what the pastry chef says? Every morning to himself? Bro, you know we're going to have more podcasts, right? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I'll be making a lot of dough today. Hey. Nice. And I got one more. (laughs) Oh, one more. (laughs) Because they're all morning jokes. So I thought, you know, I'll do the the morning. They're all good. Have you heard about a man named Aaron who also had a son named Aaron, and they go jogging together every morning? Uh, uh. Have we heard of them? Yeah, have you heard? I don't know. You know what what they're doing? No, they're in the air. I don't know. Well, they're running errands. Ah. (laughs) Errands. Should have found one before. (laughs) Bada boom. Bada (laughs) boom. 
<laughs> next, huh? So um, top that, Dave. Yeah, I will. Check. Did you bring out. seventeen jokes, Dave? <laughs> I brought a couple. I brought a couple. What did Jay Z call his wife before he married her? Oh, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the answer. He told it to me this morning, so I he, can't. I he can't guess. Yeah, he, oh, he told right? all of us. Yeah, yeah, oh, Dave, yeah. you're ruining the joke. <laughs> Fiance. <laughs> so anyway, this is this is actually the one I was going to do today. So I did an interview the other day. And I asked the question, what is your greatest strength? Okay, pretty common, right? And they said, uh, they answered, I can perform under pressure. So I said, okay, great, please give me an example. And they said, sure. They took a couple of deep breaths, started snapping their fingers and said, pressure, under pressure. You definitely came outside your comfort zone. <laughs> I love it, Dave. Nice job, buddy. I love it. Brother Dave, was that yours earlier? That was, was that? it. Okay. I, got I only have one for today. <laughs> well, you didn't bring four? <laughs> yeah, I guess four not. So I got this one from Oswaldo. He actually told it, and it was pretty good. Do you know what uh, Bruce Lee's favorite drink is? Kung Fu. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> oh, Canelo killed us down there, man. He told that joke, and we were all like, the way he did it. I mean, Canelo every day comes more and more out of his shell. Right? It, it's shocking every right? time. Yes. Like, Who are you? Yes. But yeah, anyway, thanks, Canelo. Oswaldo. <clears throat> nice. Okay. Oh, man. New employees. Who started uh, Monday? Robert Martin. Welcome, Robert. Not to be confused with Bob Martin. I know it. I told uh, Linda and Joanne about that, and they were like, you're kidding. It's like, yeah. Well, Bob Martin and Robert Martin. No brothers one, from a different mother. I wonder if he'll get 0076. Park right next to Bob. Well, that would be awesome. We'll have to make that happen. Welcome to the fleet, Robert. We're yeah, welcome, Robert. Celebrations anniversary, James Gallegos. Five years on Sunday. Nice job, James. Yeah, yeah right way on, to go, James. James. Yep. Congratulations. Todd, that is awesome. Yeah. Todd Dull, one year yesterday. Nice job, Todd. And Todd is officially a trainer for yes, us Yes, he's excited nice. uh, about that. Yep. Very Good cool. Job. John Moore, six years today. Congrats, John. Yeah, congrats, John. Happy anniversary. Nat Bisignano, two years, and Vince Meekins, three years tomorrow. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, congratulations, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nat's got a lot of things going on, babies and mm-hmm. anniversaries. And then, uh, oh, no, this one's incorrect. I got Jimmy Villagrana, but his anniversary is actually in April. Oh, okay. He's, hmm. he's got two different dates going, but never mind. But hey, Jimmy, what's up? <laughs> nice to see your name on here, Jimmy. Yeah, we love Keep it, up Jimmy. the good work, buddy. Yep. Yep. Way to go, buddy. Jimmy V. Here's a shout out for Jimmy V. There you go. Birthdays, we got Marco Gutierrez. His birthday was Sunday the 30th. And then we got Megan Rendon. Her birthday is Friday the 4th. Happy birthday, you two. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And then family birthday celebrations, Amber's significant other, other, Jesse Contreras. His birthday is Friday the 4th. Happy birthday, Jesse. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. I had the pleasure of meeting Jesse a couple months ago. Seems like a really nice guy. So Very cool. Yep. 
Shout outs. Want to give a shout out to Ron Bugler's beard. Have you guys seen his beard lately? <laughs> that thing is really shaping up. Is it taking on a life of its own? Well, it used to, but now it's all like, you know, groomed and nice. oiled. And yeah, wow. like, yeah, it's, you know, I started calling him Beard from uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> What's up, Beard? He calls me uh, Q-Tip. <laughs> or something like that and then uh, I need to make a correction so we need to give a shout out to Potter for helping Megan come down from Fair Play uh, the other the other L- week last week was yeah, wrong. it I wasn't Jimmy V it was Potter so sorry about that Potter and thank you and then uh, shout out and to Jimmy Jimmy V's been mentioned three times and he hadn't done anything yet I know he's, he's quite the guy he is quite the character <laughs> he's popular love, love you Jimmy way yeah. to go uh, Potter for helping yeah thanks yeah. for helping out <clears throat> and then uh, I want to give a shout out to Veronica with her airbag problem this morning she handled that what a rock star right yeah, yeah that's just somebody that knows what to do she had the information she already took action and it was just easy she called in with a with a uh, blown airbag. Blown airbag. She was trying to get a hold of the shop. Brother Dave asked her, hey, what's going on? She said, oh, I just blew an airbag. I got it crimped off. I'm almost to plant two. Do you want me to deliver first or bring it by? Yeah, all the right yeah. questions, all the right answers, all yep. the right steps. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. because I was going to give her a shout-out. I'd seen her out in the shop, and she, I just told her to hang in there. She's you know, going through some personal things, and I think she's not letting it interfere with her work life and probably her family life, but it's just something. You know, She said it's just it's up and down. And uh, she said that uh, she turned off all her social media. Didn't want any distractions. Oh, wow. So I, funny. Awesome. Veronica, you're I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm over here looking at mine right now. <laughs> nice job, Veronica. Yeah, yeah, it just, you know, when you're going through things, sometimes you need to place all the drama on hold. And yep. a lot of the social media is just drama. I mean, that is just so smart, you guys. Now, I don't want to get off in the weeds, but everybody knows I was gone last week. And I was out in California. Uh, my wife and I chaperoned uh my son's swim team for the last time ever uh he ended his 13 year career there but we took 35 kids out there for a swim meet and uh, you have to qualify for it it's the it's the most kids we've ever had on the team go you know 35 is a lot to have that to have those time cuts and stuff so pretty proud of the team but you mentioned social media jim and all the instagram posts and you know whatever else all the kids are on and stuff and I mean, you think adults can be cruel. Kids can be really cruel, you know, yeah. if you don't drop time or, you know what I mean? And I want to knock on wood and say the kids, they, they're, our, our team was, was pretty pretty polite, pretty, you know, politically correct and stuff. But there's some out there that are brutal. And you see kids in tears out there and you're like, what's going on? Oh, such and such said this on Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, you know, what a better place if we didn't have that. Right. What a better place. 100% agree, Dave. You know, because what you can say or do, and when I say behind closed doors, even though you're putting it out there for the public to see it, it's something you would never say to that person's face. Oh, man, let me tell you. So, and not to take away from your story No, that that was it, Jim. Yeah, first of all, growing up as a kid now, I mean, it's got to be terrifying to make a mistake because your mistake will be published on social Everywhere, media. Yeah. It could go viral. And, and yeah. a lifelong picture taken of yeah, it. A million people could see it. You know, if, if if there was pictures of, I remember one time I got into a fight at school and I fell in dog shit, like as I was fighting. Imagine that, like, you know, that was traumatic Today. enough and, you know, that would just be going, you know, viral, right? But <clears throat> my wife, you know, I've mentioned this before, she started a plant business, right? She sells rare and normal plants. And, um, uh, there's plant groups on social media 
Well, these plant people are nuts. I mean, they are just nuts, unforgiving, brutal, like <laughs> don't like newcomers. Some of them will call my wife a liar. Like the, the, the stuff that's gone on, like I want to fight people basically. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she'll tell me like, give me his name. Give me her name. And like, I literally started a list of all the mean plant people because if they ever come around wanting to plant five years from now, I'm going to remember them. Because, I mean, it is ridiculous. So the, the big drama is, so my wife in her search for plants, this all started with COVID. She started bringing plants home. Next thing I know, we got a bunch of plants. But anyway, one day she comes home and she's like, hey, I made a contact. You know, if we invest like 500 bucks, I could get all these plants and we could double our money. I'm like, well, that sounds great. You know, it turns out this lady's from Thailand. She's got a friend in Thailand that she imports these rare plants from. Mm. Well, there's a big controversy about imported plants. Sure. Because they haven't acclimated to Colorado yet, right? So, okay. like that's Neither a, had our ancestors until we moved here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so the, I mean, it's a thing. Like, that makes sense. You want the plant to make... You want to make sure the plant's not going to die in a few months. Yeah, yeah. Kill it, right? Right. Yeah. But people should have that option, right? So, we learned that if you... Put a plan on social media that's an import, you're supposed to put the import date, right? And <laughs> unless unless it's 90 days old, then you don't need to put the import date. Well, how do you know that? Well, how <laughs> would anybody else know it? We'll yeah, you know can it. just grab a plant, yeah, we'll, post it, and lie yeah, about it. Exactly. We'll know it because my wife gets, you know, she, she gets to see the, the manifest or whatever you call it. They have, it's called a FIDO or something, right? And you got to have a license from the Department of Agriculture. So that'll all be there, right? But anyway, so she's been posting dates. Well, she didn't post dates on like all the plants that were over 90 days old in this plant group. She's been banned from two plant groups. Wow. Banned. And like the people are like, you're a liar. You know, just all these things. And she's not the importer, so she doesn't, she can't just pull the document out of her back pocket. You mm -hmm, know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's been disgusting. Like, these people are gross. Like, just like you said, I know they would never say it in front of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm like so interested. Like, who's talking to my wife like this? Because, you know, if it wasn't on a keyboard, I promise you, you wouldn't say it. Yeah. I promise you. Right. You know? Yeah, because so, it's faceless. It's faceless. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like road ragers. Not true road ragers, like knocking people over, but the ones that'll flip you off in the car, but they would never flip you off in the face. Right. Like it's this this fake sense of being safe yeah. behind your keyboard or yeah. in your car. Yeah. It's like the shopping carts. Guaranteed you want to cut me off with your shopping cart inside of Walmart and flip me off. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. You're doing it in your car. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so social media, yeah, I mean, it has its benefits. And I'm on social media a lot, right? But I don't get into political discussions anymore. You know, I don't go on people's pages, you know, and fight them about their beliefs. Is that why you unfriended me, Jim? <laughs> I never knew we were friends. Actually, I think I created your social media for you. So maybe I did friend you. <laughs> oh, that was the other part of what I was going to say is the president of our swim team was one of the the chaperones out there. And yeah, like day three, she's like, did you see what such and such posted on Facebook? And she's all going off on me. And I'm like, no, Stacy, I didn't. Huh. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're not on there, are you? And I'm like, nope. Look at how good my life is, and look at how you are right now. Yeah. And she was just like, 
<laughs> you see, right. there you go again. I'm going to go get some water. Enjoy your day. <laughs> My life is good. Yeah, I want to mention, though, Dave, you did tell the one story about the one swimmer that called home and ended up being berated by their parent. That what? was rough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was well, rough. What, so like he didn't perform well but called his parents and they treated him like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, you guys, it's, I don't know how much we want to get into it, but, I mean, you're asking, so <laughs> when – when we go out there, right, it's an outdoor pool. I mean, every day when we go out there for finals, you swim prelims in the morning, so you're done by noon usually, and then you have what's called time trials. So like Sam, he has a couple swims out there that he has national cuts in, and he's not allowed to swim those events against other kids. Huh. If he wants to time trial them and just get a better time, he can do it between prelims and finals. Then you show back up at finals at 6 p.m., you guys. It's 105, 108 degrees outdoors, right. right? So even in the shade, it's hot. So those kids are in a whole new environment. And then for like the backstrokers, they're used to swimming indoors. They've swam indoors for, you know, if Sam swam indoors for 13 years on this team alone, right? So when you're in an outdoor pool and you look up, what's going to guide you? Nothing. You have nothing to look at. You have no markers you're swimming towards. You have nothing, right? Well, this girl's a backstroker. And, you know, she goes out there, and it was day four, so the environment is getting to her. She hasn't been able to, you know, kind of talk to mom and dad as much as she's probably wanted or have that security of going home at night because they have their own room. They share a room with another swimmer. And it's just, it's a new, that's what's so cool about doing this is those kids have to learn to almost fend for themselves. They have to get mm -hmm. through these these ups and downs. And anyway, make a long story short, day four, she has the 200 back and she just didn't do well. She added several seconds and, you know, she came out of the pool in tears. You could tell she was upset. She was able to go back. She picks up the phone. She calls mom and man, you guys, it was the first time I'd ever really seen it, especially on our team. Mom just let her have it. You know, what were you thinking? And, you know, I hear the, the kid go, uh, mom, I did the best I could. I, I don't know what happened, you know, and I mean, the mom wound How up. How old getting, is this kid? Uh, she's 17 now, you know, and she's, she's been on our team, I mean, at least six, seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the mom let her have it. Even got so mad at her and hung up on her. And the, and the girl even said, you know, why are you talking to me like this? Can the mom swim? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen her jam. I doubt it. Yeah. 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 Shut up then. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. it was rough. And, yeah. So, it, it, you know, and there's there's a lot that goes into that too, Jam, because those trips, when I mean, we paid 1100 bucks for Sam to go out there. Right. These, these trips are not cheap, right? right? And I think a lot of the parents, they look at it like some of the stuff we were talking about this morning. It's an investment. Right. And you want to return on your investment, right? right? You've worked all season. This was the peak of our season. Right. You've, you've trained for four months. You know, you've you've uh, tapered. You're right. you're supposed to be in the best position to go out there. We've trained at altitude. We went out there. You know, we've got our low altitude now, and right. and we're supposed to just really be able to crush it. You best bring home some hardware. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you know, I can see how disappointing it is. And uh, but there's no excuse for a, a parent right. to talk to a kid like that. Yeah, man. And it was really rough. And what's rough about it too is. She, I mean, first of all, her mom is supposed to be like her safe place, right? You know? Right. And then her mom does that, and then she's out there without family. Yeah. Like, yeah. hopefully, she had a good best friend or something to, to cry on. Right. Know? Right. Well, so. Janet was there for. Her. Oh, I mean, perfect. Literally patting her on the <laughs> perfect back person as she's sobbing to her mom until her mom hangs up. Wow. And and I mean, Janet and I know the the mom and dad, and you know, we'll never get the opportunity to see him again because we're, that was our last hurrah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we've invested 13 years in that team, and it was like a retirement party at the airport <laughs> Sunday when we all landed and we picked up our bags and said goodbye forever. Wow. You know, unless we make a point to call someone and have them over to the house. Or I bet you're not going to have that we're, mom over. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> well, maybe that girl's not going to swim next year either. I, you know, it's hard <laughs> After to, that. Yeah, hard to say, Dave. So, you know, yeah, pretty, pretty I would, disappointing. I would struggle to do my best if that was the response I had. You know, we do that around here all the time. You have to praise. You have to yeah. engage. You, yeah. you promote that. Even when you have a bad day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You and we all have bad days. get back on the saddle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. And she did bounce back. Oh, nice. She had a better day you know, the next day I'm and the day su- after. I'm surprised and in she the swam in some pool, relays. they don't have like cables or something over the lanes because that seems unfair to me. <laughs> Every, everywhere in, in the country, you swim in an indoor pool. You, you know, I mean, yeah. no, everybody doesn't live in Hawaii. You can't swim outside all the time, right? So in an outdoor pool, how come they don't make... Uh, adjustments for for that for a backstroker they should be able to do it dave you know what i mean all the meets we go to in florida arizona california washington i mean all the places we've been that's warm they don't they're not indoors it's like a home field advantage yeah i bet the swimmers Mm -hmm. when they come to colorado they're like why are we swimming indoors this sucks (laughs) why is there a roof you know unless it's snowing outside obviously but the sun i I need the sun to guide me (laughs) (laughs) right jim yeah yeah it was like when erica was in track and she's doing the multi-events and started doing the javelin and we'd show up at these events in like arizona and california these girls were like throwing the javelin like amazing and i'm like how how is that possible they throw it year-round it's ah. it's illegal in Colorado, and it's a summer sport. It's illegal mm-hmm. to yeah. throw it year round. No, to, it's illegal to throw chassa here in Colorado. Colorado, whatever state athletics, you can't throw a javelin here. It's too dangerous, so you can't have it in high school or anything. Mm. So a lot of places have rubber tipped javelins. So wait, so you could have it in college? Though? You can't have it in college. Oh, okay. But you so it's a brand new sport to her. Yeah. Well, yeah. she was doing it in high school. That's when she, her, she first started. So, but to go do national events in high school, all these girls are throwing the javelin. Everybody else is throwing it, you know, and we looked at a YouTube video. That's, uh. <laughs> that's how, because there's, there's no coaches here. There's no nothing. Wow. So you just have to adapt. How you know? cool though. That's so good. That's yeah. a stupid law. Well, you know? I think enough people got stabbed with the javelins, Dave. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, you can pull up Olympics or the, not necessarily Olympics, but some of the Big events and people are being speared by the javelins because they don't know they're being thrown. That's crazy. But you can drink and throw axes in a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the last one I was too jam. I mean, they were so strict. I was like, holy smokes! But I get it. You know, you don't want nobody hit. But right. I went and did it one time, and you couldn't cross this line without getting yelled at, and you couldn't do this. It was. Oh. It was I would funny. think that the javelin would be the same. I mean, they're throwing it out in a field. So the people would have to be behind the sidelines. Well, the measurers are usually the ones that get hit, Dave, because <laughs> the it lands, it either sticks, you know, you've seen it stick, right, right? Right, right, Well, then it's also measured by the bounce, if it would happen to bounce and not stick. So you have to be close enough to tell where the front of it first hit, I believe. Man, we got all this computer technology now. Like, they probably don't even need somebody out there. Right, mm-hmm. you know? right. So... Pretty cool, though. Uh, Back to shout-outs. Mitch Brenner, hey, Jam. I would like to give a shout-out to 0069. He was the only truck that got over and gave us space in I-70 during a roll call. That would be uh, Dan Hawk. 
He's a great A trucker. Thanks, Dan. Also, Oswaldo would like to give a also Oswaldo. I would like to give a shout out to Oswaldo. Hey Jam, I did confirm the other truck was Addison in 0056. He saw Juan and I trying to merge into traffic at the end of the road. <clears throat> Called us and slowed down and let us in let us in. Another great A trucker. This is what makes JFW stand on top of everyone on the road. So Yeah, man, those those road calls are scary. Yep. Uh, dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So appreciate you, Dan and, and uh Addison for, for giving them space and making them safe. Yeah, I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit and just because it's on my mind here, but also, you know, when you do, when we do ask you to get out of the truck and check your tire or check what's wrong or your coolant and stuff, get out of the way, you know. And and if you're on the highway, we get that. We don't want you pulling over unless there's room on, you know, I-70, I-25. Get an off ramp, get a wide spot, do something. Don't step out in traffic because people, you know, we see it every day. People do not pay attention on the road. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, let's say let's say you're safe as the person. But the truck's on the shoulder of a road, like a skinny shoulder. Man, you don't want somebody hitting the back of that trailer. Yeah. That would be a disaster. Absolutely. So. I mean, because you, you, we've we seen an accident. We called it in on I-25 going up to take Dad to his doctor's appointment yesterday. And I, I don't laugh, but it's just so obtrusive that they just can't move the accident. But that fire truck anymore, they said it sideways on I-25 and protect the people in the accident. And they, they just have to because people won't pay attention. You know, they want them to run into that fire truck. You know, they take up two lanes if it's in one lane. And it just looks terrible, but I, I get why, you know. It's can't, crazy. Can't risk it. Uh, next, Dwayne, the Sandman Sand. I would like to give two shout-outs. Number one, Chris Beam for Let Me Borrow His Glad Hand Arrows to Keep My Passenger Side Steer Tire Full. And then second, the guys that washed my truck Friday or Saturday did an outstanding job. <clears throat> I forgot, I want to give another shout-out to Chris Beam for stopping and helping me get my truck started and getting it back to the yard. I couldn't have got it going without his help. So two shout-outs for Chris and a shout-out for the wash bay. Thanks, yeah, that's Dwayne. awesome. Good shout-outs. Oz wants to give a shout-out to Little Dustin for fixing the airbag on 0025 on Sunday. So appreciate you coming in on Sunday. Dustin must have been on call. Double mm -hmm. twenty-five is ready to go Monday morning. So that's uh, awesome. Yep. Good job. Yep. And then uh, Troy Hunt sent me this this morning. Good morning, Jam. I have to recognize Double Eighty-Five Kurt and Double Forty-One Dave. That would be Dave Olson for assisting me with closing my torn tarp. This is a real. This is really a shout out to the family because you see it all the time. My fellow driver, ready and willing to offer a hand up. It's great to see that a culture abides with the journeyman and the new inductee. Restores my faith in humanity. My question is for the brothers. Detrimental to the operation. Has Jim or Dave ever had a nickname or a handle? Henceforth, winky face. I proclaim that Brother Jim is Silverback and Brother Dave is Viper. P.S. Yes, Viper. The tarp is written up. <laughs> Have an amazing podcast, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Dave's nickname was Brother Dave. <laughs> That's what I right. thought. And basically Brother Jim, right? Brother Viper, <laughs> Brother Silverback. <laughs> oh, That's funny. funny. I have a shout-out I want to throw in there. Great. Uh, the other night when you helped me load up those boxes, uh, 
I mean, I had like half a dozen people stop and I had one help ask to help unload it if I needed help unloading <laughs> nice. it. Had one help to load it. You know what I mean? I just like everybody that was driving out stopped and, and rolled down their window and asked if I needed help. And That's awesome. It is, Jam. I, yeah. I, you know, George was, I think, the last one uh, when he was driving out stopped and I just told him, you know, no, you're like the fifth or sixth person to stop and ask. And it just, it felt, it just feels good. Yeah. Right. You know, and I told George that I was like, I'm so thankful that that's the culture. You know, yeah. I just, it's so cool. It, it feels so good. Yeah. I think George would give you the shirt off his back. Oh, hands down. He'd yeah, tell you yeah. 10 jokes while he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> good people work yeah. here. Yeah. Definitely got good people working here. Any other shout outs from you guys? I think I'm good, Jim. Yeah, I covered it. Okay. Soup? No shout-outs? Nope, I sure don't. All right, let's get into the discussion. Uh, the Coast to Coast, which is the um, health and fitness thing we're doing through Kaiser. Bree Baldridge is our winner for the most participation on the wellness wall and friendships for the first two weeks, which was like pre-competition. So she's going to receive a $25 Amazon card. Well, congratulations, nice. Bree. Yeah, Way to go. Awesome. Nice, Bree. Yep. Post trips, post trips, post trips. We got to be doing our post trips. We're just running into a lot of uh, foreseeable problems in the morning. You know, things that we could have definitely taken care of, taken care of that night. You know, the, the thing about it is you don't even need to take care of it. You just have to write it up. Yeah. You know, so flat tires, you know, tires off beads, you know, down two gallons of oil, all those type of things. They could all be caught the night before. Take care of it during your post trip. It's going to save you time in the morning to get out and go trucking. Yeah, I mean, just this morning, Jam, I don't know how many tires poor Chris had to do. <laughs> you know, if I, if I was Chris, I'd start calling in every morning and say I'm running 30 minutes late. Mm. And if I was him, I'd also say, well, why don't you just have the drivers put their own spare on? Mm. You know what I mean? And I bet when you change your own tire a couple times, you start checking them at night. I guess yep. that's to the point I'm at because it's, it's just uber frustrating to see some of the stuff we see you know, repeatedly in the morning when, you know, here we are talking about it on the podcast episode. What are we? 90, 92. What? 92 yep. And, and we're still talking about the same thing, you know, and how much do we talk about that? Yeah. And you, you know, you think that, I don't know, maybe if I'm a driver, Dave, or I don't have the education that I would go, Oh, it's cause it's hot out. You know, you got, or, you know, you guys are running recaps or, you know, stuff like that. And the thing that's funny about that is it is hot out. And the heat is causing a problem, but the heat is causing the problem to surface because that tire has been ran low before or in the past. It's currently being run low or, or something. It's been curbed in the past and has a damage in the sidewall. Mm. Um, you know, being run with a nail in it that, you know, maybe it's a trailer tire and the air system's keeping up with it or whatever it would have been that been load and been aired and stuff like that. And all the heat does is find the problem that's the that's been caused to the tire. So it, it could have been something you guys did, you know, or, or some person did at some point, you know, going in out of a, a curb or a driveway too fast and hitting the curb on the trailer that causes the blowout. So it is heat, but it is not it's not because it's hot out. The heat's finding the problem. So, yeah, just please pay attention to the tires. Make sure you bump them. Make sure they're full. Make sure if you got a leak in a tire or, oh, I aired it, you know, um, you write it up. 
You know, like Jam said, we have all these people to fix these tires. And they'd much rather fix a tire when there's no pressure on getting them back on the road than sticking Chris with it in the morning. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah, the pressure the shop's under in the morning to get the trucks out of the yard. You know, you get one guy with a flat tire, it's like, all right. But if there's two more trucks waiting for... And if you're the last one waiting for your tire to get yeah. fixed. By the way, if your tire's off the bead and it's from not doing a post-trip the night before... And you leave late because you didn't do a post trip. Well, guess what? Your your markdown is late. That's not that's not a mechanical problem. That was unforeseeable. Right. Nope. So, nope. Something something that missed because there was no post trip or pre trip. Yep. Absolutely. Another thing that seems to be getting missed a little bit, everybody, is uh, we got a bunch of rock in the drip trays. So if you look on, uh, I believe it's the passenger side of the. the yeah, it's the passenger pa- side. Yeah, the passenger right, side right of rear. the trailers. Right, we got drip trays for, you know, if that trailer goes to cores, it's supposed to catch the fluid while you're loading. But if the loader overshoots your trailer when he's loading you or undershoots it, rock gets trapped in that drip tray between the trailer and the drip tray. That's just a really good way to break some windows, and that could be very expensive. Not a good look for us, not a good look for you. So please check your drip trays and make sure there's no rocks in there. Yep, absolutely. Please. <clears throat> I don't know. Is uh, T87 still over here or that trailer? Yeah, yeah, because they're working on the axle, I think. Okay, yeah. if if nobody's cleaned the rock out from the drip tray, you could go look at that trailer and see what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, and there was, like we talked about it last weekend, you know, nobody specifically picked out the uh, tailgate being loose, which I was really kind of disappointed that somebody didn't pick that out since that's what holds your load in. I, but Mikey did. <laughs> Mikey did, you know. I, I thought Jim. I had one or two guys that got that, but didn't get both. No, they got the. It, all I knew is they wrote up the wire. The two guys got the wires. I don't think anybody ever mentioned the tailgate. I could be totally wrong, but I need to go back and look at my text. text I, yeah, I thought they both picked out the wire, but nobody said anything about the tailgate. Being I think loose. you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, mean, nobody, but somebody did find the rock in the tray. They found the, you know, trailer wasn't sitting in the saddle, which is, I think, part of because it's unhooked. You know, they, there was a chunk out of one of the tires. You know, there was some good things found, but you know, the, the main one, like I mentioned in last week's podcast, Dave, was the tailgate. Right. You know, and, and, you know, we went over the wire, you know, nobody wanting a wire rub down their vehicle if that was their truck or their pickup or whatever, but Again, we're back to that tailgate and just letting it leak material, yeah. you know, and, and cleaning the, you know, to me, if you're cleaning the tailgate off and you're back there every day and every load, you can't really miss that the tailgate's loose. You know, the dogs aren't fastening it down. So Wait, I, we got to wipe the tailgates off. Really? It's a shocker, <laughs> huh? Right. Right. We even found from our, from Cliff, the guy that builds the trailers for us and stuff, you know, Mikey and John in the shop, everybody's been having trouble getting the getting the adjusting mechanism loosened up on the dogs to make that adjustment. And, Mm -hmm. and Mikey finally called Cliff and goes, Hey, you know, through the years, have you found anything that works? And Dave told me that, uh, Cliff told Mikey that they've been soaking them in gas, you know, not WD, not, you know, some kind of PB blast or anything like that. They just spray gas on them. And John said, it is the coolest thing. Later you go back and it gets in the threads and you can adjust anything. And we, We'd never heard of that. Uh, yeah, it still like, blows me away. Yeah, not having yeah. used it, it still blows yeah, me away. But John says gas kicks ass. For so just get a spray bottle, put gas in it. Yeah, or drip some on it. I, I, we don't yeah, know how they're I, applying it because right? if you don't take your Windex bottle and fill it full of gas because it'll melt the the plastic, you know, or screw up the mechanism that sprays it. But somehow they're getting gas on it, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I better put my cigarette out first. <laughs> well, that's right? a, that's an idea too. <laughs> you quit smoking, Super Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Next on the list, we got tires plus heat equals problems. Anybody want to talk about that? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of touched on that with the heat, you know, in the in the recap and being run low and stuff, you know. And I think, I think most people get that part of a jam. I mean, we've we've harped on that enough that you know, check your tires, check your tires, that kind of stuff. But I think the tire deviation, you know, it's just like anything electrical. It might be reading that the tire is low. It might be reading it's hot. It might be reading it's you know, overinflated, I've heard that too. And you brought up something really good on the radio the other day, Jim, is, you know, if you get a tire deviation, get stopped if you can in a safe place, bump the tire. Maybe it's just a wrong deviation, you know, what, whatever it read. But you also mentioned, and, and I hadn't thought about it, to make sure that tire has been placed back. Maybe we fixed a flat and put it, you know, just mix the rim up. And it's the, in a different position. The sensor is in a different yeah. position. And of course, it's reading that tire, you know, and, and there's, you know, electronics are really great, but they're only as good. They're great when they work. Yeah, right. yeah. Or, 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 that's or, it exactly. Or the opera. I mean, how many, how many of us, you know, you have to turn your phone off once in a while. And how many times does that just fix everything? Right. You know, you're supposed to turn your computer off once in a while and let it reboot. Yep. All that kind of stuff, you know. And, and, and something talking about that, I, I think it's a bigger problem than what we realize um, but I still see drivers jump right in their trucks, turn the key, and fire the truck up. Yeah, instead of waiting. Instead turn, of turn waiting. The key to and the let, on position. And, yeah, and letting the computers go through yeah. their deal. And usually those guys, that truck die, won't start the first time. And you immediately notice they didn't do that because the truck won't start. Right. And you're like, because the computers never never cycled to let you know the truck's able and to never run. got to figure anything out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other day with that tire... Um, I just know the driver, he was going to go put air in that tire in the morning. I was like, well, let's bump him. You know, what's going on? Did you, did you, you know, one thing you guys got to know is the tire deviation uh, only works for the, tr- for the tractor. Yeah. The trailer is not hooked up. Right. Because he actually thought it was going to the trailer. He thought that the, the code was one of his trailer tires needed air. So first off, that doesn't work for the trailer. Okay. Next, we bumped the tires, and we saw they were good. You know, we bumped all four on one side. So when he called in later, then I was just like, hey, did you bump them? Yeah, okay, just keep going trucking. But then I was just like, I wonder, you know, that would suck if one of the other tires were flat. So that's what brought that up, Jim. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's so many things. You know, we've had guys come in, hey, I got a flat. I got a big nail in it, and I've walked right up and pulled the nail out or the bolt out, and it's not through the tire. Right. You know, and they're, but they're... All they they haven't bumped it. They didn't check it. They didn't check the you know if the truck has a deviation that it's even low. You know we had somebody come in the shop the other day um, after being off all weekend and his tire was at seventy pounds and said he had a flat. Mm. And I'm like, it would be a lot lower if you had a flat. It set the whole weekend. It was probably hot when you parked it, and sure it might have a tiny leak in it, but a tire won't hold seventy pounds all weekend if it's got a leak. You know, there's just there's there's just a lot to do with the tires, and you know you could write it up and have it checked, you know, but that doesn't stop you running for the day by any means. You know, the one we just had a little bit ago, we had the driver pull over and you know had a blowout in the sidewall. Well, you he was so close, to, I think, to plant twelve that he delivered it or to here. You can run dueled out, 
you can run a short ways at a lower speed and get someplace if you're dueled out. But if the tire blew out and it's just beating the trailer or beating the truck or beating the fender, you can't run it like that. That's the reason we ask, is the tire intact? Does it have a flapper on it? Is the tread on it? You know, and th- those are, and so many times when we ask that, we're like, well, the tire's blown out. No, we, we know that. We didn't ask that. We ask if the tread is, you know, beating the truck or, or loose. Because it also could fly off and hit a car. Right. You know, there's a lot of stuff. But if, if you've got a slit in the sidewall and the tire's intact, you can make it a long ways. You can't make it a long ways at 75 miles an hour. Right. But you can make it a long ways at, at 30, at 40 miles an hour. You know, you can get off the road. There's, a, there's just, it's like Veronica handling the airbag. You know, somebody right now, if you're driving for us and you don't know how to pinch off an airbag, you haven't listened to the podcast or you didn't pay attention in training, you know, and you should get with somebody and figure it out. You know, I was talking to a driver yesterday and uh, something came up and I was just like, do you listen to the podcast? And he's like, no. And I actually felt, I felt bad for him a little bit, not because the podcast is so amazing that he's missing out, but he... (laughs) But he is missing out on he is. Missing out. on the important information for his job. Yes. Like you have no idea what's going on with this company. You come right. to work every day, you pick up you pick up your paycheck every week or you get direct deposit, but you have no idea what's going on at all with the company. Right. Zero. So yeah, Jim, just how do you know what's going on in other aspects of your life? Right. Because your job is a pretty good chunk of your life. We spend you know? more time here than anywhere. Right, and yeah. so you know what's if you're not paying attention to that, are you paying attention to your wife, your kids, your family? Right. You know your finances, your health. So yeah, sometimes it's really disappointing. Yep. I don't know. Did I cover enough of the tires, you guys? Was there anything? But ask brother Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, heat, We've heat said is everything, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, I just I find it funny. I mean, we haven't really had any problems all year until the last two weeks. When did it get hot? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And, man, we are just burning them down. We're, they're coming apart everywhere. And, you know, that's the, the tires have actually gotten so good that until it gets, like, over 90 degrees out, they're holding together. Yeah, yeah, the you know damage what I mean? that's, that's the been crazy damaged, part, yes, right? Dave, yeah. And they, they've held together. We've made it this far, and now some of the stuff that, you know, has possibly hurt the tire in the past, you know, is, is rearing its ugly head or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's just so much better if you do your job and you post-trip that truck. You know, I'm thankful, you know, some of the guys that have pre-tripped Right, if they missed it on their post trip or they didn't do their post trip, they at least pre tripped and we got it this morning, you know, versus just driving out and all of a sudden I'm in fair play and it's like, oh, I got a tire missing half the tread or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, lots of lots of things to discuss. Uh, you know, just not lots of things to discuss, but we just have to be better. That's what we talk about. We have to do a better job. We have to be engaged in what we do. We can't, we can't drive this 18-wheel rig nope. down the road and just be like, oh, it's good when I park it. It's got fuel. Right. I fueled it. Or I'll get fuel in the morning, right? You turn the key off after you park and close the door and off you go, you know? Well, on the last load, did you clean out the liner? Is there rock in the doghouse? Do you have material behind the drip tray? You know, do you have a mud flap about to fall off? 
Did you catch that airbag that's about to blow out? Did you inspect them? You know, is everything working on the truck? Did you check your lights? Did you are do the hoses, your job? Yeah. Are Did the hoses rubbing the deck plate? Are they, you know, how many trucks do we see leave here in the morning, Jim? We, <laughs> you know, not every morning, but most mornings we're talking in the pickup and vehicles are going by and it's like, oh my God, you know, look at those hoses. Look at that light out. Look at this. Look at that. And you're like, we shouldn't have to do that if they're doing their job. You know, and it's not to point fingers. It's a few select, right? I mean, the the guys who are good are great. The ones who 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 need help need help, yep. and and that's the bottom line. So, yeah, might might be off the subject a little bit, but you know, we just dad was sick last week and he was in the hospital and he's he's doing great. So you know, nobody freak out about that and you know appreciate the support. But one of the things they put him on antibiotics, and a big thing about antibiotics is that it kills the good bacteria but it or i'm sorry it kills the bad bacteria but a lot of times it kills the good bacteria and you have to pay attention to your gut health right and one thing it causes is is diarrhea because it's killed the good uh bugs you know and when dad got home you know he's on he's on a strong dose of antibiotics and i said i told dad i said how's you know How's the rest of you feeling? How do you have anything, you know, like yogurt or sauerkraut or anything like that? Do, you know, do you have diarrhea? Has it been affecting you? And, and he's like, "Well, I don't know, son. I think I think everything's fine." And I, and I joked with him. I said, "What is one thing we talk about on the podcast almost every week? One thing I mention over and over." And he kind of got a smile on his face and he goes, "Situational awareness." <laughs> and I said, and I said to him, "I'm like, so you're going to wait till you get the shits?" Or are you going to get some sauerkraut and yogurt and try to try to you know fix it? So sauerkraut is sauerkraut is, is that good, good? Yeah, is a probiotic. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so you know, doesn't sound very comfortable, does it? Jim? <laughs> probiotics Sour. came in like a little bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it that way too, but but yeah, yeah. Sauerkraut. Um, and the and if my the stomach's yogurt, upset, I'm thinking <laughs> sauerkraut. You want me to? Eat well, it's not for an upset stomach. <laughs> well, yeah. I go with, I go with the yogurt. Before I go with the he didn't like yogurt. You know that was the that was the other conversation. But I'm like, oh. are you just going to let it happen, or are you going to do something about it? You know, and it, so yeah. it's just. You know, just a funny story about are you are you going to check your tires? Or are you going to let something happen? Right. You know. Interesting. Going to check your oil? Or are you going to let something happen? It's all it's all the same. You know, not to mention it feels really good when you catch something. Yeah. And somebody, the mechanics or whomever, looks at you and says, "Good job." Right. You know, because right. that could have been a problem, or you could have been all the way in to fair play and had a tire blowout, or you know, a, a dry rotted airbag, or something along those lines. So. Yeah. You know, do it to to uh, um, get yourself good props, I guess, right? Yeah, and, and I, I have to say, I know we're done with the shout-outs, but talking about Chris, you know, unless he's he hides it or, or says because I've never seen it happen, I guess, so I can spit this out, but he's got a good attitude every morning, both him and Ricky. Oh, yep. And, and, and they're faced yeah. with fixing things that they shouldn't have to fix. Yep. Yeah. I mean those guys, yeah, they are they are an asset to the mornings here. Yeah, I mean he could he yeah. could easily look right at you and go dumbass. Yeah, you know, plain yeah, and we, simple. We've had those mechanics here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's not good in the morning. No. You know, and both of them are you know they're out there doing their jobs. I you know say good morning to Chris almost every morning. He's like, hey, what's going on? You know, and and gets the day going. And yeah. those, he he doesn't need practice fixing tires. No. Those guys do their job joyfully. <laughs> I yes. said to Chris this morning, "Are you ready for battle?" 
We were just walking in the door together, and he says, "Damn right, I am." Oh, <laughs> nice. Some mornings it's like that. It oh, is, boy. Dave. Yeah. yeah, I just don't understand the mechanics that are upset when things break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's your job is fixing things, right? right? Yeah, but I always. I feel bad sometimes, especially when I'm talking to Mikey, because Mikey just, he gets it from all angles. I mean, he is the end point of everything that's broken. For every single thing. And and man, when I was driving every day, I would get paranoid because every time I'd talk to Mikey, I'm telling him that something's wrong. You know, I'm giving him bad news. Right. Where's the good news in that position? Yeah. So you got to be a strong person to not let that get you down. How many people come up to Mike and be like, man, my truck ran like a top today. Everything worked perfect. I'm so happy. (laughs) Thank you. Right. But it never happens. Right. And I told the mechanic one time, I was like, "Why, why do you get angry when things break? That's your job is to fix things. He's like, He's like, there's certain things we like fixing, and then there's things that just shouldn't be broken. That's well, there's true. a big difference there, yeah. right, Jim? Yeah. 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 So. yeah. yeah, if they're having to repair steps and fenders and wheels and things Tires, like that and fuel yeah. tanks from driving off scales right. and hitting shit and doing Versus, stuff like that, yeah, yeah pretty Versus upsetting. doing overheads. And, yeah. Well, yeah, I tell you, though, both Jim and Dave, I've heard many times out of your guys' mouth, you've done this your whole life, too. I mean, like, 50 years and you've said gee i've never seen that before <laughs> <laughs> we do that a lot yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah that's a scary one yeah it's kind of like the airbag thing we got going on you know that we haven't yeah kenworth is puzzled on that yeah because we did find out dave was just telling me this morning because there was a question that we're not running the right suspension and the suspension we were running is the wrong suspension but the suspension we switched to is absolutely the correct suspension it's designed for our yeah designed for our application to go up and down to air down to air up to do all the stuff and we're having airbag problems you know and I, i'm sure all the guys not all the guys but everybody's listened to it or heard that and you know out of our hands but you got to be got to be vigilant you know mm-hmm. yeah. little little short in fact i yeah. told veronica today i mean you do have to it's just a short piece, but if you really think about it, because without rain, there's never any flowers. <laughs> you know, and it's just it's just so simple. You can't have rain, and usually... That's deep. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just so simple, Dave. Hey, so, also, also, I like this one, too. Smooth seas never make good sailors. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. So I get a question. I've had some people that have come on board for interviews and whatnot, and they've never dropped airbags when they've dumped their trailer before we've always said hey listen that's going to overextend the airbag you're taking you know 35,000 psi or 35,000 pounds on that airbag and within 15 seconds it goes down to zero what if we didn't drop our tractor airbags every time and we just let them fill up and and increase and decrease like that i mean would that yeah, it just wasn't designed that way, Dave. It goes up and hits the shocks. Hang it would it. Po- top yeah. out the shocks. Yeah, the yeah. shocks are shocks are what is now holding the thirty-five thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so. I, when when I grew, I mean, growing up in it though, Dave. Not only like Dave saying the shocks are what you guys are talking about because that's very true, but I always was taught or uh, what, what I understood it was the stability of letting the the truck down on the four blocks or the yeah, blocks in the airbags right. dumping, dumping on the air a solid surface yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. that was that was my main thing i always oh i got to dump your airbag so you so can more stable yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. who wants more, to dump on air 
Right, you're you're bouncing up and yeah. down, or you're rotating side yeah. to side yeah. as you pull forward and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I always thought one of the concerns is if you blew an airbag while, while dumping. you were dumping. I yeah. mean, that's got to sure <laughs> that can't be comfortable. Yeah, if you're at yeah. the you know fourth stage or whatever with all that weight on there and oh. blow, right? I mean, there there has to be some kind of give in the suspension. Yeah. So yeah. next on the list, PPE. Needs to be worn at all pits and plants. I know it's getting hot out there right now, and uh, you know that little extra layer and a hard hat may be uncomfortable to wear. You don't need to wear it all the time, but you do have to have it when you're out of the truck if you are in a pit or a plant. Yeah, that's PPE stands for Personal Protective Equipment. Yeah, Th- thanks, it's Dave. To protect you, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> it's also to not get in trouble and meet the customer's requirements, right? Yeah, yeah, because so. there there is a lot of moving parts. The loader's moving around. You're moving around. Right. You know, there's still that whole thing of of being hit. I mean, right. me and Dave just got on the highway. Was it Monday morning where those guys were standing? We yeah. had some had some. Uh, they're they're not even. They were like groundskeeper guys, but they were clear out on the on the highway island on 136. But they were they were in high vis stuff, and they were running the leaf blower and some other stuff and sweeping. Yeah, four forty in the morning. But you could still barely. Yeah, it was really weird. But you could barely still see them. But at least they had their high vis on, you know. And, and I'm making the corner. I'm like, well, good, you can see them. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine if they were just in their dark clothes. It was just still weird, whatever they were. Doing. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I ran into this dude riding his bicycle down the middle of the street the other morning on my way in dressed in like black and brown and he was just tootling along on his bike right down the the double yellow line in the middle of the street it was like if only he knew how close he could be to get hit because you couldn't see him until you were literally 30 feet away right right Right. on him yeah yeah plus plus also like getting a call from our customer that we're not wearing our ppe that that's just wasted energy and time we could be working on something else Yep, that's a no-brainer. That's you signed off on it. That you said you were going to do it when we hired you. Where you PP? It's the easiest of things to do. Right, oh my Jim? god, it takes no effort. Yeah, yep. I was going to be a smart ass and go. Why is this even on the list? Yeah, yeah, because it because it's just coming up. Throwing your safety be. vest over your shoulder doesn't count. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, me too, Dave. That's, <laughs> that's the reason I'm laughing. You know, you mentioned yesterday though. You've seen quite a few guys that have red vests. Yeah, now and. and I mean, Shane, probably, I didn't ask him. I should have asked him, but I got sidetracked. Somebody else started talking to me. He had a red one with a JFW on it. And I huh. wanted to say, Shane, where'd you get that? Yeah. I just don't know if red meets the criteria. So we need to find out. Yeah. We'll have to find out. But it does have reflective tape on it, you know, which gotcha. is nice. So it's not like some, it's not a non vest. Whether or not Brandon will accept it, I don't know. But yeah. I just thought they all had to, there were two colors that were acceptable. Yellow the the green well, or the, some of the guys have had black ones too. Yeah. With, yeah. But yeah. they do have the, the, yellow. the tape, the yellow, and yeah. then the uh, reflective. Mm-hmm. So they have dual colors on the I stripes. Mean, at least they have something on. They're making an effort, you know. So. Yeah, I think, and I don't want to okay the color because Dave is totally all right. <laughs> right. You need to check it. But at least if you have something on, right. I don't think anybody's calling in. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not condoning it. I'm right. just saying that driver's trying. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he looks the part. He yeah. looks the part. Yeah. He cares. He's not yeah. getting out of the truck in shorts and sandals. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Another thing that shouldn't be on here, but it needs to be, is uh, dumping on the incline. How many ways are there to dump on the incline? 
Well, there's only one right way. <laughs> right. <laughs> My point exactly. If you're on an incline, you need to dump straight up and down. We had a driver kind of got uh, our camera for the uh, pit, so we checked the levels of the material. They catch trucks. There's still photos, but they catch trucks all the time, dumping or whatever. We had a driver dumping on an angle on the ramp. I asked him, hey, send him a picture. Please dump straight. Got some chat back on that. I mean, there, there's no argument about that. You have to dump straight. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. if you're not, you're not level. And you could yeah, tip. you're going to tip over. Yep. Absolutely. But driver knew better, and I'm stupid. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it went beyond that, and we have things taken care of now. <laughs> yeah. Because that's so. not an option. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> there's just no reason to argue about that because i know who's really stupid at that point. right yeah, yeah. i hate to, I hate yeah. to yeah. say you that know, but but, but yeah. the leaser dumped his pile in the middle and it, there was all these excuses about why it's okay for him to do what he did and i mean eventually i just have to stop answering because it's like this is what you need to dump don't do it again yeah you know and uh, Scooby asked that we pick up th- after ourselves and our neighbors. I guess, you know, Scooby does, I'll use the word police, but it's Scooby checks out all the lots, and he's a groundskeeper, and he picks up a lot of trash trying to keep the place looking nice. That's another thing. Scooby could be doing other things besides picking up your trash. So pick up after yourselves. If you see stuff on the ground, just pick it up. Yeah, we have trash out. cans at the fuel island. We have a dumpster you drive past. Yep. All that yeah, stuff. don't litter. You know, yeah. litter is ruining our environment. It's ruining our surroundings as far as the men's room or the fuel island yeah. and that sort of thing. It's nobody likes to see that trash yep. laying around. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I I have one more to throw in there. Jam is distracted driving. Mm. We've had had quite a few close calls this week already on distracted driving, and it's it's distracted driving. They're on mm. their phone, and it's not good. It is not good at all. So, yeah. There's another I mean, thing that there's no excuse for. Right? You know? yeah. Right. You yeah. 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 It's, it's just, it is just not an option. I mean, that close call we had yesterday, boy, if it would have been one more second, we'd have hit that car that crashed. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have been our fault, I don't believe. Right. But I, I, it's hard telling how that would have worked because the car crashed and came to a skidding stop after hitting the, the wall in the middle lane, and we got it shut down, but... I don't know if we were on the phone and just plowed that guy or those guys. Mm. There were, I mean, they were climbing out of that car like a little clown car. They just yep. kept coming out of the car, and then the video mm-hmm. ended. And I'm like, yeah, God, is there more people in there? Just a couple seconds. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. even think the dust had settled yet. Right? And they were climbing yeah. out of the car. Yeah, mm. and boy, they were all looking in the at middle it. of the highway. Yeah, they were all looking at it like, what happened? Yeah, you know. And yeah, it looked like you got like there was some material on the ground that got sideways or. Kind of I honestly don't know what happened, Jam. I'm uh, putting two and two together because after the car comes to a resting stop in the middle lane, the left front tire was blown out. Mm. And in the video, there's smoke, and the car's a long ways ahead. You can't right. you can't zoom in on it and figure it out, right? right? But there's smoke for a brief second coming off the left side of that car, almost like at first I thought, oh, it's a rear tire. And then after the accident happens, when the car stopped, the rear tire's aired up, but the front tire's blown out. But it could have got blown out. I mean, he hit the wall on the left, and then he hit the wall on the right. Or did he hit the wall on the left? Yeah, Only could, the right. Could have popped. I think the rim. just the right. But it, mm. I mean, in all the spinning and you know coming to a stop after hitting the wall on the right, it could have could have knocked it off. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, 
It was scary. a self-induced crash that the guy scary. had that those guys had in that car. Yeah, but absolutely. They didn't hit anyone. They didn't touch anything. They got very lucky. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If we touched that car and our driver was on the phone, there would be would have been our fault. There would have been ramifications yeah. Yeah. for sure. Maybe the video would have, you know, exonerated us possibly. But yeah. you know, and there's another case. I mean, I, I in my head, I truly do believe that car blew a steer tire. And I truly believe the guy just overcorrected. Mm. You know, he drifted left, and I think he cut it to the right, and that yeah. was that. And I thought the, it was going to go on its side. Yeah, when it, when yeah. it came on to two wheels, I was like, oh, right, right, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Scary. It is. Yep. And you just, yeah, never. Everything can be perfect around you until poof, it's not. Yeah, I mean that car could have hit another car and yeah. killed somebody. Like, it's yeah. just you just never know. Yeah, yeah. So. I think the bottom line there is we have a no cell phone policy. And yeah. that's part of being distracted yeah. and we shouldn't be on our phones, period. Yep. So, hmm. yeah, no matter who you are. You know, I tell you what, I've said it before and I, I'll say it again, I'll stand on it, but out there, you know, I was in Fresno for a week, solid, you guys, seven straight days. And they have signs everywhere, the police write tickets on it, and they just do not have cell phone usage problems out there. Hmm. They've cracked down on it so much. People don't sit in it. You don't sit at a red light like you do here and have to honk your horn to get the dummy in front of you to put the phone down and drive out there the light turns green you go mm-hmm. that's just how it is and i just attribute that they've got the laws in place and they've they've actually enforced them right that's, yeah, the, that's thing, the thing is right enforcing we it. have the same law but it's not being enforced well enough well i don't know if you remember when uh sergeant Grinegar Grinegar was on he said that in order for a cop to uh, cite you for distracted driving right He's got to be able to articulate that you were careless driving. Oh wow! Like, like if he sees you, if you're driving and he sees you on your phone, he can't just pull you over and write you a ticket. He has to watch you move. You got to like you, across yeah, the lane. You got to do something. Weaver like drunk. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. I'm he said. He said that was a Polis thing. He said, "Thank you, Governor Polis." I think. Don't quote me on that, but mm. yeah. You're well, let's blame him anyway. I'm yeah, blaming I'm him for the rest of this stuff. So. <laughs> I don't know. He was. That I was fi- I f- sorry, Jim. I I feel like that's not the case in California, Jim. I don't I think, think so. I think if you're California on your phone in New York, you're, yeah, you're done. done. Like yeah. they done. stop and ticket you. Yep. Yeah, not to get same thing off in the weeds, but last night, you know, because uh, school is getting close to starting and right. stuff, and uh, Polis, you know, that was his big running platform last year was free education for all uh, pre-K, you know schooling you yeah. know that we were going to do that for free um there's a lot of parents that signed up for that and there is no funding <laughs> nobody you know unless and then they they finally found it's a 600 page document of what he put into law and on page 197 of the 600 page document is if it does read in small letters if funding is available and then if funding is not available you have to be more poorer than poor <laughs> basically wow and so they're starting to have a bunch of problems something he knows nothing about yeah nothing about yeah 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 offered offered free education on his platform and said i'm proud to announce that and then there's no money for that and think about the parents that heard that and counted on that and voted for him and voted for it yeah but counted on it right now for your because how many single parents use that as part of a daycare and get education hey i wanted to tell you two guys and i'll throw you in here too super dave I'm going to buy you all a brand new car next year if I have the money. 
when you, when you <laughs> thanks when you, jim yeah, yeah exactly. i get it when you have the funding right if if i have the yeah. funding on page 168 yeah. it's gonna go find yeah. you know yeah. but if, if I, you don't have the funding i'll buy it's all you good. a mega ball ticket this friday you saw me a cheeseburger for a year so <laughs> uh let's see safety topic of the week I know uh, Super Dave has ones, but we do have the podcast safety stats for July. Does anybody want to take this, or would you like me to? Yeah, whichever. There's no questions from the audience, Jam? No, no questions. No. Well, Troy had the one about your CB handles. No. But, yeah. Yep. I don't think you guys ever did have CB handles. I just remember calling you Jim or Dave. <laughs> Silverback and Viper. <laughs> Is that going to stick? I doubt, I doubt it. But. Thanks for being engaged, Troy. I mean, yeah, appreciate yeah. you. It's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. I love it. Yeah. All right, I'll take this in. Podcast safety stats, July first to the thirty-first. The fleet distance driven five hundred fifty-three thousand eight hundred eighty-seven miles. That was 15,228 miles less than June. Fleet safety score in July, holding steady at 95, which is the same as June. Top safety mm. risk factors in July, speeding. In general, time spent speeding overall worsened by 1%. Okay, I'd like to be better by 1% more than worse by 1%. Right. But majority is light speeding, 1 to 5 over, which we won't count into our Samsara score but it worsened by 2% compared to June. Moderate speeding, 5 to 10 miles over the limit, stayed the same, 0% change. Heavy speeding, 10 to 15 miles an hour, improved by 17%. Right that's on. That's good. So that's great. Yeah. And then severe speeding, 15 miles an hour over, has improved 21% as compared to June. You know what, guys? I'll take the one. I'll take the 2%. <laughs> I was just going to say. I will take the 2% for the light. And the twenty one percent better for the speed. Absolutely, right? absolutely. For, right. for better. I mean, it's kind of and like those, severe. and those numbers jive. It sounds to me like the guys who were going faster have slowed down. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, and I kind of it's you know talking about the cell phone use. You just can't have cell phone use, you know. And then you talk about speeding, but to me, and I'm sure I'll get a bunch of flack about this, but you almost safer to go a little faster than the speed limit the way the traffic is because it feels like in some places like you're impeding, you're impeding traffic it, yeah. you're causing people you know yeah. i'm not i'm not saying 20 over or 10 over but you know to go kind of with the flow of traffic you're not you're not at 55 miles an hour and i, I, I you mean, know maybe that's you might be at 80 miles an hour on 270 sometimes if you're keeping up with the flow of traffic, yeah you right? can't yeah you can't <laughs> yeah. do that you know what i mean jim you can't do that there's that yeah. situational awareness yeah. i guess is what right? i'm talking about yeah. that it's just like What's interesting is uh, the Smith system, right? The Smith system is all about space cushion driving. Never ever in the Smith system do they talk about speed. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned that before. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They never talk about speed. They don't encourage you to speed, but you know, if you need to do 55 to keep a space cushion, you do 55. If you need to do ah. 65, you do 65. Interesting. So, yep. All right, let's see here. Collision risk, we had 300, two, 300 total following two close events. Which is 94 less events than in June. So that's nice. First week, eight events. Second week, 84 events. Third week, 72. Fourth week, 110. Fifth week, 26. Near collision, we had two events. Distracted driving, 24 total events. Inattentive driving, total of six inattentive driving events, which is 
five less. Oh no, five like more, more. Yeah. than in June. So, mm. and then mobile you, use. I I, I kind of got to back up just a little bit, Jim. Mm-hmm. The fourth week, we're, we're, I mean, we increased by so much, right? Mm-hmm. The the first week wasn't a full week. We only had eight, right? right. The last week or the fifth week wasn't a full week. That's usually only like 20 cents, 26. But if you take that second, third, and fourth week, those were full weeks. Mm. That last week that we just, I mean, we jumped up by- 110. Right? By well over 30. That was the first super hot all week we yeah. had huh. with the heat. That's interesting. Right? And I mean, we it's a fact, and we've we've come up with it. It's No one talks about it except us. <laughs> but I mean, in the last several years, we have come up with, think people get cranky when it gets hot out. Oh, it's, absolutely. Or, or they can't sleep, so they're not clear-headed while they're driving. Or These are my final thoughts. Yeah, it's whatever the situation heat. is, man, it is, <laughs> it is heat-induced. I don't yeah. know how they do it down in Phoenix or Texas or places like that. I, I don't know how what their driving looks like, but... I'm telling you, man, it has something to do here in Colorado with wow. the heat. Yeah, I read Phoenix set a record. They were 29 days in a row over 110 degrees. Wow. That's hot. That's, That's hot. hot. Wow. Yeah. But it's a dry heat. <laughs> hot is hot. Hot is hot. Yeah. yeah. That's too hot. Yep. Uh, mobile usage, we had 17 events, which is four less in June. Drowsy, we had one event. Just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than drunk driving. I think it's more dangerous. Yep. Because if you're sleeping, you're not paying attention at all. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have any crashes. That's great. Policy violations, none. Harsh driving, 44 events, which was 35 harsh brake, nine harsh turns. Traffic signs and signals. We had total 10 total events for July, 10 less than in June. So that's mm. nice. Uh, rolling stops, we had eight events where you roll through a stop sign over five miles an hour. So and 16 then, in June, cut it in half, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to ask, too, when I was reading through that, Jam, and I know you just read that. So what is a po- policy violation on this? Because if we have cell phone usage, it's our policy that's been violated. Right. So what's, what's Samsara's policy val- violations, Jam? Do you know? I'd have to pull it up. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. It just be. I mean, we've had following too close. We had cell phone use. I, mean, I think there's still policy violations, yeah. whether they're yeah. ours or Sam Samsara's. So I'll look it up right now. Do you want to go through the rest of the stats as I'm looking this up? Yeah, yeah, I can. I, I wanted to. Uh, well, I'll wait. I'll wait. And save that. <laughs> I just had a stat I looked up on the way in this morning. I was throw, just curious about. Throw it in. So. Um, We're at the red lights, just yep, so you know. Yep, so uh, <laughs> ran red lights. We had two events, and we had two events in June. So even Steven there, no no change. Uh, top Samsara, safe drivers for July, all tied for first place. And again, this is not in the order. In fact, I'll read it from top to bottom because we wrote down 11 here. Um, Rob White, uh, I never say Nat's name correctly, but Troy Holmes, Rick Gray, Edwin Ramirez, John Moore, Don Keller, Jesse Rodabaugh, Bob Martian, and uh, Potter, and Todd Dahl are the 11 on here that are all tied for first place. Isn't that awesome? Nice. Yep, that is great. Uh, second place, 14 drivers tied all at 99 is their safety score. 13 drivers tied for uh, the safety score of third place, which is a 98. So way to go, everybody. Those are nice. that, That's just good stuff right there. That's 
that's awesome. Um, in the green, and I know you guys go over that. So in the green is a 90 plus score and above. That's 109 drivers. So you not, you might not be. I mean, really, we need to look at that because here here's 199 and 98, but we have 199 90 and plus. So right. we, we have we have 109 A students. Am I am I reading that correctly? Basically, that are that are doing that well. Uh, four more than in June. Um, we have in the yellow. We have which is an 80 to 89 score. Seven drivers. That's three less than the month of June. So I mean that's that's good too. Because well, it depends on where the three moved. Uh, in the red, less than equal or to a 79 score. One driver. One more than in June was our first month with no one in the red. Wow. Look at that. That is awesome. Wow, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, risk factors of drivers in the red this month are following too close, 26 events, which we talk about that all the time, and, and I, I, it might be a good place to bring it up. So I know, well, it's the top following too close. It's the top risk factors. We've had some drivers, maybe it's because of the heat, you know, throwing kind of a fit in the cab and flipping off the cameras and, you know, having a discussion inside the cab. And, and a little bit of that, guys, is, is being adults, being able to shoulder that responsibility. Yeah, right. And the reason we find what, what's really funny is, you know, again, we're not going through the film all day long looking for this stuff. But we get a warning, an event happened because you were following too close. So then we need to look of what the situation is. And here's the driver flipping off the camera when you're following too close. It kind of yeah. seems like he's flipping you off when you're looking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? to a degree, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, who set that off, us or them? Not me. Right? And, and I guess, yeah, it, to me it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and you hate, you, so you hate the camera. But aren't you flipping yourself off a little bit because you're in you're in control of your ship? Yeah, you you you're yeah. gonna run it into the iceberg, yeah. especially following too close. You know, if you think that the one and a half seconds is inaccurate, maybe you were two seconds. You need to be four seconds. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's you know yeah there's yeah and there's I'll, no reason for it. I guess yeah. I just want to throw that out there that all the driver interviews that we've done too. You ask every single driver that we asked, do you like the cameras? And they're like, hell no, we don't like the cameras. And then you follow up with the very next question. Have they made you a better driver? Yes. And every single driver, we've never had one driver not tell us no. Every single driver has said, yes, I'm a better driver. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to be better? Right? That's all the things we're talking about here. Yep. Every single thing we're talking about here, you know, is about being better. That camera helps you be better. Why should you be mad at the camera when you're the one that needs to be better? Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So then uh, just to finish up, we have mobile usage at two events, which we should have no events. Um, speeding, 14 hours and 13 minutes. So is that based at 10 miles above? Does anybody know the speed limit? How do they, how do they get what, what starts to register? Because obviously... During the month, we drove 14 hours and 13 minutes above the speed limit as a fleet, correct? Mm -hmm. So I wonder where that, where that kicks in. So it sounds like a lot, but I, I when would you, go with over five miles an hour over only because yeah. we don't count the one to five. But if you also look at 14 hours and we have 100 
trucks running at least 10 hours a day. Yeah, and we went over half a million miles. Yeah. That doesn't seem like that much, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. So, and then, and I think JR writes these at the end, so I'll just read it here. Shout out to everyone, everyone striving to improve and or doing their best to stay at 90 safety score or above. And those same 109 drivers setting the bar for our JFW fleet. Every month we have more people joining the green zone for Samsara safety score. Let's strive for a whole fleet to reach that goal. To do this, we must help each other get there together. Your greatest competition is always yourself. How do you measure up? Are you better than you were last month, last week, and yesterday? If you're not improving, you're falling behind. Mm, great wow. words, Jerry. Yeah, is well, good. well put. Yep. Hey, just so you know, the policy violations are no seatbelt and obstructed cameras. Ah. So if you if you put something over your oh. camera or you don't have your seatbelt, those are the policy violations. I want to give a shout out to Jr. and the other safety directors. Yeah. You know, Jr. does head up the Samsara movement, and he really does a good job helping drivers get their scores up, as well as Kendra, Casey, and Scooby. But thank you, Jr. and the rest of the team. Yes. Yeah, so sure. the thank you guys. So the weird thing, and I didn't mention it to Dave driving in this morning, um, and I, and I just took it at forty years. But I tried to figure out when we come over the hill, Dave, and we, you know the one truck said it was coming out the south gate, and we drove really slow. For some reason, it popped in my mind how many times I've been up and down Newport in the last <laughs> <laughs> last forty years, right? Since nineteen seventy seven, right? So, uh, or you know, prior before you had a license coming here, <laughs> or was that just me? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I had my license when we first opened here. I think, yeah, seventy nine. So. 80, 81, 80. Yeah, just short maybe. Yeah. But anyway, from what I can figure, and just coming to work and leaving to work, if you average the days and everything, I've been up and down Newport 8,640 times. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count each time you left for parts or, or lunch. Or That's just coming to work. Drove right? out in the truck. Yeah. You know, drove back in the truck. Yep. Yeah. So I just thought. I bet when it's you, pushing 10,000. When you put that number in there, you're yeah. just like, oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. So, Soup, did you have another uh, safety topic? Yeah, this one was brought to our attention this morning, um, and it's true, uh, very important. So a lot of times you are just coming into the yard, you're grabbing your fuel, um, and you have not completed your day's work, right? You're, you're still getting deaf, you're getting fuel, and um, perhaps a wash guy or girl, or perhaps the night Coors guy, um, they're going to come up to you and say, hey, man, could you just you know let me take your truck i need to give it a wash or i need to to grab it and i've seen the night guys the coors guys putting their lunch boxes in the truck why they're getting fuel yeah before the the other guys even parked it and gotten his stuff out but at any rate this particular driver failed to do his post trip because his truck was taken right away and he hadn't finished his job for the day and uh turns out this morning he had a bad tire with uh a whole section of tread missing all the way around the tire something that he would have easily seen if he had just did a i mean simple walk around but at any rate that cost him time it cost him money this morning um and i get it everybody wants to get a truck wash but tell them to wait five minutes let let you get it parked and let you uh, complete your job for the day and do your post trip yep so got it yeah absolutely tips and tricks from marie davis planning for the next day do you plan for the next day do you look at your dispatch the day before 
Are you getting enough rest for the next day? We are making up for rainy days right now with this nice weather. We can have a long day or there might be a night pour, so we need to get all the loads we can in. Do you check the weather and know what time the pit opens? Is it going to be hot or is it going to be cold? Well, right now I can tell you it's going to be hot. You need to dress for the job. Always think ahead. Do you have enough water to stay hydrated or do you have a good coat for them crazy snow days? It could be nice in town, but going out of town can be another story. Always try to be one step ahead of the game. Hope all is well with you and your family and loved ones. Always remember, safety has no blind spot, and sit up in that stool. Much love and respect always. Ray Ray 0013. <laughs> Good job, Ray Ray. That was funny, Dave. You kept mentioning 13 years in the kudas, and I was going to say, oh, lucky 13, and then I thought, no, nah, I can't say anything because Ray's going to think he can get a truck, 0013. Right. Uh, we can't. You can't mention that number. It, yeah. se- it sets Ray off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Soup, you want to hit us with the high road hauling? Yeah, yeah. Linda likes 13, too. She, one of her son, right? Yeah, her yeah, kid was born, born on the 13th. On the 13th yeah. So yeah. She's, I'm not uh, a Taylor Swift partial Swift. to the 13th. Yeah. I'm certainly not a Taylor Swift fan. Don't have anything against her. But it, I mean, she could come on. I wouldn't know her songs or anything. Well, one, she had a country song in the very beginning. But anyway, uh, her big thing, she's a big 13, born on the 13th. And I think she has mm-hmm. some stuff she's pushed on that. And she's like, it's the... It's the best day ever. And I mean, not just the 13th. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Friday. I saw this yeah. on Entertainment Tonight last night. Shout out to Taylor Swift. She gave her, um, her basically her lumpers, you know, the people that set up, what do they call those? The stage and everything? Stagehands. Yeah, Stagehands. Stage the roadies. The drivers. Roadies. Her truck drivers at Hall. I bet she must have 20 trucks that oh, drive her, you know, massive uh, thing around. But anyway, those and also the dancers and... Um, other support people on stage. She gave them all this huge bonus. Just the truck drivers, she gave a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Wow! For the tour. Wow! Yeah, she just handed it was on the for Entertainment Tonight last yeah. night. Yeah. And yeah, so good, good job, Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. Trying to take yeah. care of your take, people. Take I've heard leaving a ten thousand dollar tip when her and her friends have gone to dinner before. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Cool. So the high road Holland today. Um, touches on a few things and i don't know how we do this all the time because i i do these high road hollands before i even read jam's outline on the on the um podcast but we talked about improving with the safety scores we talked about improving with our um pre-trips and post-trips and tire um situations that we've faced here over the last uh, few weeks but um we talk about this a lot, Jim. You've brought it up several times about growth. Everybody in life centers around growth, um, whether it's from learning something new or becoming better at swimming, let's say, Dave, or teaching their children better manners or how to you know, fix a bicycle or how to roller skate better or whatnot. Um, but... One way that you can achieve growth in life is through your daily rituals. And daily rituals are so important that they teach you discipline. They teach you to finish the job. And we talk about that a lot, doing your job and doing it until it's completed. But think about that for the moment. We have all heard about how important it is to make your bed in the morning. If nothing else, it gets done when, uh, excuse me, it, if nothing else gets done when you, when you have at least accomplished something or that it sets off 
on the right track to getting things accomplished for your day. You ultimately become what you repeatedly do. These little things define you. Are you a neat person or a messy person? Are you someone who acts on a whim or meticulously plans for everything? All the results in your life come from these little things. Now let's look at your rituals, the little things you do every day. Regardless of your unique life circumstances or successes, they they don't happen overnight, nor do your failures. They happen little by little based on your everyday rituals. Let's look at a few rituals that you could start to do to help you develop good habits that will lead you to your success in virtually everything. And number one, the ritual of doing one thing and only one thing at a time. The biggest cost of doing multiple things at once is a gradual decline in your productivity and happiness over the long run. When you get in the habit of always dividing your attention, you never focus on any one and any one thing 100%. And you never give 100% for anything because you're always divided there, right? The ritual of washing your dishes. It's just one small step forward. When you are done with your oatmeal in the morning, wash your bowl, wash your spoon, rinse the coffee pot, rinse your mug. Don't leave any dirty dishes in the sink or the counter. Soon, you'll start wiping the counter clean too. Make the next step of putting your clothes away where, you, where they belong when you take them off or do your laundry. Do one of these things at a time and you'll start to build a healthy ritual of self-discipline. So it's about completing the job and having the discipline to do that. Uh, three, the ritual of journaling for 15 minutes or less. And so funny, a lot of these articles I read, they talk about journaling a lot. And I bet you nobody sits down and writes down their thoughts. But you don't have to make like a page. You can just write down four or five words. And that is going to trigger you to think about that situation or that uh, accomplishment or lack of, right? If you want to get something, uh, get somewhere in life, you need a map. And your journal is that map. You can write down what you did that day. You can try uh, what you tried to accomplish, where you made mistakes, and so much more. It's a perfect place to reflect, to sort out where you've been and where you intend to go. Many incredibly successful people keep or have kept a journal. Albert Einstein, Mark Twain, Leonardo da Vinci, J.K. Rowling, and Oprah, to name a few. The ritual of giving thanks, number four. Being thankful for what you have to do, rather than bitter about what you don't, is the foundation for happiness. You must consciously be thankful, thankful for all the good and beautiful things in your life. And the quote this week, I absolutely love. I, I came across this um, kind of arbitrarily. Oops. But um, this, this holds so much truth. And remember this when you guys have anxiety or fear. But the quote this week is from Oprah Winfrey. And she said, the thing you fear the most has no power. Your fear of it is what has the power. Facing the truth will really set you free. Wow. Yeah. So great, great stuff there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no kidding, dude. Thanks, Dave. Final thoughts, everybody? Closing arguments? Closing arguments? Yeah, I ran across something the other day. Thought it was just a good way to look at it, just to 
I don't know what it's called when it's a good comparison or whatever, but uh, when a flashlight grows dim or quits working, you don't throw it away. You change the batteries. When a person messes up and finds themselves in a dark place, do you cast them aside? Of course not. You need to help them change their batteries. Some need double A's, attention and affection. Some need triple A's, attention, affection, and acceptance. Some need a good C battery, compassion. Some need a D battery, direction. And if they still don't shine, and they still don't seem to work, simply sit with them quietly and share your light. Think about it. Wow. Nice, Jim. That was really good. You Beat finished it? before I could finish eating my <laughs> soup. You got any other <laughs> soup? You got any other final thoughts? No, just everybody finish your job. Think about that. You know, what you start, you want to finish. You don't want to leave it left undone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Take it as far as you can take it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My final thoughts were: uh, it's kind of ironic along Jim's lines to a degree, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. But count your blessings. Mm. And I guess what I mean by that is, you know. I cruised out to the shop this morning, and uh, Ricky had just gotten here. And I was like, morning, Ricky. And, man, when you say good morning to Ricky, you get a good morning back. Yeah. Right? He is a chipper dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, morning, Dave. Whoa. I'm like, everything okay? And he's like, yeah. And I, it, it was all as I was walking past, right? And I like, er, I stopped. <laughs> right. I'm like, Ricky, what's up? Beep, well, beep. I mean, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing with this, but he had a close call on the bike mm. riding home last night. Mm. And, I mean, he got hit, oh. got knocked down to the ground. Uh, you know, luckily it wasn't high speed. The person was pulling out of a parking lot, and Ricky was on the sidewalk. And he thought the, the person had seen him, you know, thought they made eye contact. He waved. Turns out the person didn't see him. You know, luckily, all low speed. Ricky said he was about stopped. Obviously, the car was stopped and starting to go. So, you know, I, I was like, Ricky, dude, you're the luckiest guy around. Right. You need to go buy a lotto ticket today. It's worth <laughs> $1.1 I'll share with you, you know, all of that. And I, I don't think it was quite the perspective he was looking for. Mm. But in my eyes, he is. He needs to count his blessings instead of going, oh, I almost died. You know, mm. I need to be so lucky to be alive is, yeah. is my thought on it, you know. And Everybody takes that different, right? I mean, I'm sure if he would have presented it to me different, I'd have been like, well, you almost could have died. Or, (laughs) you know, you never know, right? But I guess no matter what, count your blessings. There's, There has to be something you're thankful for in life that no matter how bad your day is or whatever's going on, you know, you have to realize how how blessed you are. Because I I guarantee you things could probably be worse. Oh, yeah. You know? Always. Yeah. So I like it. That's that's all I got. My final thought is just kind of what we've been talking about today, the way the heat affects people. Just just be aware of that. You know, the, the heat makes people think a little less clearly. People's fuses become shorter. You know, there's probably more road rage and everything like that. So just try to stay cool and just still <coughs> say, cool. The, say the creed and get on out of here. Yeah, yes, yep. sounds good. All right. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions.
Together, we are the JFW family. yippee ki Yeah. Everybody be safe. Have a good, cool week. Oh, yeah. see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load well it's a family tradition any rocky mountain day our fathers before us showed us the way we work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins we've got diesel in our veins i see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel truckin' Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel truckin' I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a truckin' down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a lookin' for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.